Hey, I'm so excited to bring another interview to you. This time it's with Nishan, who's been traveling for the last five years while making a good living with affiliate marketing. And in this interview, he talks about the strategies he's using to help beginners crack their first $1,000 days. You do not want to miss this interview. Uh, it's a long one and it's stuffed, it's packed with values, so you don't want to miss this. Stay tuned. I left my 9 to 5 to build my own million dollar business. The real question is, how will I do it without VC funding or debt you completely from scratch? This podcast is here to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I learn, apply and share marketing strategies to grow my online business using only affiliate marketing. My name is Pascal Kurz and welcome to Affiliate Marketing Secrets. Today we have like we have the pleasure to interview Nishant Nishant Hinge, right? Yeah. So yeah. uh well, first of all, thank you so much for uh, taking the time and being on this interview today. Yeah, it's it, today's just been like a little uh, iffy. We just were talking about the electricity. So like I didn't tell you the little backstory of what happened was that I kind of chose to get a place that was like really outside the city. So, you know, uh, for the last few years, I've been like living in uh, Vietnam and Bali. So the thing about Vietnam was that we were like living in a city. Uh, yeah. So it's it was not like a city city, but we, I was staying in a place called Natrang, which is like a beautiful beach area. And they have like, but it was a skyscraper, but it's still, there were a lot of people. So now I kind of was like, I got tired of people and I just wanted to go away <laughs> from, as, as far away from the city. So like I, I chose to get this place and it, this, this place is so secluded. I mean, it's just, almost in the middle of nowhere and you have no idea what i deal with i've seen incredible animals i've seen like yesterday i saw like this big bat like just huge bat just right in front of me there's a, it's a massive banana garden right there i've seen like a, a snake which is like six foot long right in my garden it's just right there it's like hanging around somewhere um i go to the terrace sometimes and there's an eagle i saw like an eagle just like a meter away just chilling there's many eagles wow. so yeah, I'm, I'm literally like in the middle of nowhere. So my internet, although it's good, it's not crazy. So this this is the price I have to pay. <laughs> but you know, yeah, you get to hang out with six uh, foot snakes. <laughs> yeah, it's all about that. That's the thing. <laughs> but but the thing is, the good thing is, I mean, there's an awesome beach here, which almost nobody goes to. Just like I don't even know, like in kilometers, like the six foot coastline just empty just beautiful beaches this place like uh that i have it, i'm the only wi-fi signal in the area it's like really? yeah if i close down my wi-fi there's no wi-fi signal oh, wow. this that's how secluded this place is so wow yeah so you you're enjoying the that it's quiet now or yeah this is what i wanted and i'm okay. really happy to get it but I mean, I would have preferred a little bit more stability, but you know, you know, sometimes <laughs> you just get the, 
at the cost of doing these things aside. Yeah, that's the price you pay. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you can mm-hmm. be on on the beach like with nobody yeah. else there. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. <laughs> Two beaches, and Two they're beaches. amazing. Yeah. Wow. It's a mass massive coastline. Like it's. I mean, I wish I was there right now, but then you know, like I don't know how things go. So, <laughs> all right. So let's okay. do this. Let's get started. Yes. Like, let's. Let's. Yeah. So tell us about your story. Like, how did you get into the online marketing or online space in general? Where did it all start? Like, could you give well, us a brief overview? Sure, sure. Well, I think it all started when I kind of realized that I was, um, you know, really useless. This is this is my whole story in like one word. And I figured out I was totally useless in the in the in the real world. So mm-hmm. in college, you know, I started out at bad grades and everything i mean i kind of knew at one point like this is not it for me so i was like i was studying electrical engineering and i was like man this this stuff is not working like this whole thing is not working so i had to find something else for myself um and then uh, you know the first thing that happened was like this was like back in the day like eight years ago when you know startups were still hot like the social network movie came back in and it was like everybody was really crazy about that stuff and so i i jumped in the bandwagon i had like my big idea um which i like we, we briefly talked about that um it was about a magazine and in that magazine i kind of wanted to um share people's experiences from their um you know from their point of view so mm-hmm. um when something like bad happens people like a media usually portrays it from like uh from their side right so like i just kind of wanted to get the story from the person's point of view as they were experiencing it so um i started with this idea and um initially we started uh getting we started talking to photographers so what i wanted to do was i wanted to kind of see like when whenever you see like this amazing shot on like a national geographic magazine kind of like wonder like what was going on in this guy's head like what was he experiencing what things uh you know were important so um i just kind of wanted to capture that moment in a story form so that's kind of where we started and it was great like we got tons of people that were really good like photographers people that had covers of nat geo and just amazing magazines and it was doing great Uh, but the problem was I had like at that point no knowledge of marketing or like how to make you know any so I couldn't um, make that business successful although I spent a lot of money on it and a lot of time <laughs> a lot of hope um, but that's kind of how I got started when I realized like I gotta do marketing and then you know then I soon realized oh my god I had my bankroll is going down I almost have no money left so I was like okay, I got to do something seriously. So then that's when I started, you know, understanding more about that. First, I realized, well, copywriting is the core of a business. Like, you know, like that's what makes things run. And then after that, I realized I got to get in more into that space. That's how I found affiliate marketing, you know? So Yeah, that's a great story. So um, what, like how many years back did you have your... Um, the National Geographic story, your um, w- website, when did you start? And like, I think, and I, I don't know the exact date anymore because it's been so long, but I think it was 2012, like that 
few years back and forth like that time. So I've been doing this for eight years. So wow. and that's when I started. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, the good thing about that was that I never had a job. Like I never actually had a job in my whole life. Like I never, the only job I had was like when I was, was in college, I was like, I was like, you know, waiting tables for some time, but that was it. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, um, because of this whole affiliate marketing life, I was, I was able to, um, you know, take full advantage of it. I got to travel a lot, like literally. Um, and then just live around different places, explore different cultures. Food is great, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. So you've been traveling for the last five years, right? So yeah. Yeah. That's. I think that is like the thing that, or at least a younger generation that they are wanting to achieve, right? People want to yeah. travel. And just yeah. be their own boss and not like uh, work yeah. for someone else. Just experience all the different cultures. And so you're living the, the dream, right? <laughs> so could yeah. you? Um, so when you first got into affiliate marketing, uh, what, what changed, right? What changed from you getting into affiliate marketing to now being able to live this dream life? Um, a lot of things. I mean, you know, it is, it's been a big journey for me, especially because I was not the guy that was like a massive fast action taker, you know, <laughs> like I was like, there's a lot of people like yesterday I posted on like ClickFunnels Avengers, like how long did it take you to make money with affiliate marketing? And some people are like few hours, I'm like what, <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, that's amazing for you because it took me it took me quite a long time to just get my bearings, you know, because mm -hmm. for me, it was not like, um, especially because I was really stubborn and I didn't get a mentor. So that's why I suffered for a long time. And, um, you know, I was trying to find my own way, like how mm -hmm. to do things. So um, that really, really like elongated my journey, like massively. Um, which is which is why I recommend people get a mentor because it really you know it shortens down. So, but the thing is, both paths have their advantage. So, if you're like willing to go through like five years or eight years of struggle, you know, before you like, uh, but the thing is, in the end, you'll come out strong. It's kind of like leaving a kid in the jungle. You know, mm -hmm. good for the kid to have parents, but he manage if he manages to like stay alive by himself for like 10, 20 years. It's going to be pretty freaking strong. So, but, but the thing is, most people won't make it because, you know, it's easy to lose your determination and focus because there are, there's so many things that come into play because you constantly face with challenges and there's, you know, emotional stuff that a lot of people don't talk, talk about when, when you, you know, do affiliate marketing. There is, uh, there's a lot of things like depression, anxiety, um, you know, impatience. There's so many internal emotional struggles that you go through that most people when you begin they're not aware of this mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah they just like they jump in and they think well okay like this thing is gonna work but most of the times it doesn't it's hard it's pretty tough and nobody prepares you for that uh the the internal drive that's why that's why especially at least when you have a mentor you kind of or you're in a group of people that have success it's kind of easy to like look and get that just mental confirmation like okay like things are working because when you're doing this by yourself every day like you kind of question yourself like well am i on the right path is this really going to work you know like 
super easy to lose motivation. Mm. When you lose motivation, easy to give up. So for me personally, I've been around the block like a lot, right? Like I've I've literally done everything. Like when I started out and I, I did all kinds of offers, like I started out with this, like I can, I can talk about networks that don't even exist anymore because <laughs> it's been it's been so long especially in the internet world. I mean, it doesn't seem long, like five years or eight years, it doesn't seem that long, but internet years, things change so fast. Yeah. Um, yeah, and um, the thing is, what I realized is that there's just two major ways to get traffic, and that's kind of where it all boils down to. There's like, the first thing is the paid traffic, right? Mm -hmm. And the second is organic. And everybody starts one or the other place. Yeah. Um, most of the time, people start with free traffic because they're like, wow, like, I don't want to pay money. I don't know how this paid stuff works. Um, for me, initially, I started with paid because that was like, that's where I wanted to be. That's where I wanted to go. Um, you know, so I had success with it. It's, it's really good. I helped other people with it. Um, then the, the big problem I realized now with paid that most people don't get, and this is also the part of the journey that kind of opened my eyes and the reason why I'm doing organic traffic mm -hmm. right now and not paid uh, is because, especially when you get started out, it's, um, it's this one concept that most people don't get is that um, you really need to have a decent budget to make paid ads work. Like, when you start out, like most people think, well, if I have like a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, like the, the the thing that's sold nowadays, like five dollars a day. If you have five dollars a day, you can make it with paid ads. You can't make it with paid ads and five dollars a day. It doesn't happen. It really doesn't happen. And I've tried a lot because that that was where I got started. And it took me like two years of trying it everywhere to figure out like, well, that's not actually how it works. Mm -hmm. So uh, my big journey, like with this, what I was doing before um what i'm doing right now which i'll get into in a bit was that i was running paid ads on pinterest and i was in the i was in the dog's niche and mm -hmm. um so i was saying like a, a low ticket product um and what i realized was that most low ticket products are really really difficult to um to make it a success because you have to see who you're competing against and when you kind of realize that you're like competing against like all the big companies, number one, and mm -hmm. number two, affiliate marketers or not affiliate, just marketers that are selling um, high ticket products in conjunction, you realize that the cost of getting a lead or, or, or a sale is so much high now than what it was like four or five years back. It's, it's changed so much. So if you don't have a high ticket product in conjunction with the low ticket product that you're selling, uh, with, with paid ads, it's impossible to make it profitable. Literally mm. impossible to make it profitable. Uh, if you just like work the numbers, you 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 kind of realize that um, those kind of things don't work. And another thing that you most people don't realize with paid ads is that you kind of need to create an ad a day, or like um, when you have a success or a big success with your ads, it only lasts for a week or two. It's not like if you make an ad, it's going to run for like, you know, a month or two months anymore. Even that is a big deal. So, um, yeah, it's it's a really difficult thing if you don't have a high ticket product in conjunction with a low ticket product. But that's kind of how I got from the dog training to here because I've been doing affiliate marketing for a very long time. 
And I realized that when it, that hit me, I was like, okay, this is no longer working. I need it. So that's how I kind of got into uh, doing high ticket because I need the the paid ads to work in conjunction. And high ticket is the core of literally any business. So don't have like a product that's giving you a thousand dollars worth of commission. Very difficult to make it work. Very difficult to make the numbers work. And especially when you kind of realize that, like have that click that okay, like I need a high ticket product. Um, and then you start realizing, well, how many high ticket products do I really need? to make a living, especially if you're getting a thousand dollars worth of commission, like how many <laughs> do you need? It's not a lot, right? Yeah. You, and then for me, I was like, well, do I only need like 10 to 15 of them a month? Huh? So if I like need only 10 to 15 people, do I, do I even need paid ads or can I just do it with organic? Mm -hmm. You know, because you, you kind of start realizing that the biggest problem with organic is that everybody that starts out the, the there's a big learning curve like to, to getting to like a thousand sales a month with organic like it takes years but almost everybody could get like four or five sales like kind of easily so the big difference is if you're getting like four or five sales of a hundred dollar product or four or five sales of a thousand dollar product right massive yeah. difference it's a life-changing thing I mean, a hundred dollar product, you make four or five sales. You're kind of happy with it. Like, okay, like I did something, but it's not a living. But when you hit, like when you just make four or five sales. So I think that's where most people kind of struggle is that they start out with a low ticket product, especially with organic, they start out. And then the thing is, it doesn't like the seed of that, the, the affiliate marketing seed that they plant in the ground, it doesn't actually become a big tree. It kind of becomes a small tree and it dies down for most people because they don't start, you know, with the high ticket commission. So that's that's what it is, you know, that's and then obviously once you once you want to go beyond like, say, 20, 40 K a month, that's when you actually start needing ads. So, yeah, so that's kind of been my journey, I guess. I wow. That's a crazy journey. <laughs> so uh, before going into organic more, I want to rewind a bit. Um, this, you were talking about like the biggest struggles are internal, right? So yeah. how did you overcome, for example, those uh, internal struggles? What did you do? Because I see a lot of people are struggling with, with those uh, internal struggles and that's where they most quit, right? So... Yeah. What did you do to overcome those struggles? Well, um, you, well, you have to see where you find balance in life. And the thing is, if the only place that you're getting happiness in life is through success in business, that's when you kind of know you're screwed. <laughs> because, because the thing is, business is actually fluctuating, especially in the beginning. If you don't have a solid core foundation, like you, you don't have those like, uh, a solid thing in which you're like, you know exactly what you have to do when you're getting those many people. If, you, if your momentum is not at the top, there's like a big wave, there's massive fluctuations that are going on all, all the time. So, um, so what you have to realize is that until that becomes really solid, you can't depend on it for happiness and, and balance. So you have to find your balance someplace else. Mm -hmm. uh, so for me, it's, you know, it's been meditation, a lot of meditation. And I, at one moment, when you realize that you're getting fulfillment and happiness out of someplace else, um, then you can bring that happiness into your business. 
So that's that's been a big thing for me because the thing is, in business, you're always going to be happy and sad. <laughs> but until you find a place of constant happiness, that until then you're just kind of be on this like little ship in the sea. You know, you're going to be like just rocking, so yeah. uh, up and down, and, and you're not going to be stable. So you need to find stability someplace else in life. And then you you get you bring that happiness here. And the thing is, when you bring that happiness in the business, then it starts multiplying, and then you even get the stability here. So, ultimately, yeah, for okay. me, it's just, yeah. so it's meditation for you. Um, I've tried, like I've been doing guided meditation in the last few weeks. Or so um, I would like to know what are your um, preferred meditation practice because I'm not really familiar with um, a lot of the meditation. Okay. Well, um, so there, <laughs> it depends on how much, uh, like how interested, like how much balance you need in life. So mm -hmm. a lot of people usually ask like, well, what do I do? Um, it depends on how much stress you have in your life. And everybody has different levels of stress. You know, like some people, like they could get away by doing 15 minutes. Other people need like half an hour. Like I need two or three hours, you know, at least every day. And mm -hmm. without that, like I'll fall down. Like I, I know that. Mm -hmm. So um, what you do is it depends again, like, you know, different people have different tendencies. Like, you know, we're all born with like different gifts and um, the, um, the best way to find the right thing to do is to see what you like doing. Because there's a lot of different ways to do, you know, especially meditation. So um, the thing is, you have to see, like, understand, like, why, what's the core reason that you're doing meditation? And, and there's so much depth in that as well. Because for me, like, I don't do meditation for just for the for this purpose of, you know, having stability in business. Like, I, like that's like other half of my life. You know what I mean? Like. For me, like that's also where I want to go success. So, uh, so if if that's not something that that you want, then you probably would not choose the path that I'm on. <laughs> but the easiest <laughs> easiest place to start is usually um, to understand like what meditation is about. And if I, I mean, I'm just kind of like trying to uh, think right now, like how much, like what can I exactly say so this whole video doesn't become only about meditation. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so I'll just give you the, the, the brief core of it, like where most people kind of screw up. So the thing about meditation is that you have to realize like, it's not just, it's about sitting down and having a focus. Yes. But the whole point about meditation is that you got to calm your mind down. Right. And that's where most people struggle. Like they struggle, and they're like, oh, I'm not calm. Yeah. Um, so um, to the thing that's recommended right from the ancient text, there's nothing new that you need to learn. Like the thing about meditation is that everything about meditation has already been discovered. There's nothing new left to discover. People have already perfected this. Mm -hmm. so, um, so you just have to open your eyes and learn. So to get that balance of mind, the most recommended path was this thing called a, a mantra. And yeah. it's a Sanskrit word, mantra. Man means your manas, which is like our monkey mind. And tra okay. means freedom. So it's freedom from the mind. That's what the actual meaning of okay. the word mantra is. And what the, the mantra does is that it literally frees you from this uh, 
instability and this hesitation this um yeah man sorry we're back no problem <laughs> we are yeah. back so mm -hmm. we we stopped at mantra right yes yes so um so you have to find uh, it's a, essentially a mantra that works for you so just to like quickly recap meditation about sitting in a place most people can't get it so mind is like waving around like crazy because most people find it impossible to just sit still so you need mantra the meaning of the sanskrit word mantra comes from manas which is our monkey mind essentially just moving around and tra means freedom from it so ultimately when you get freedom from your mind you have the actual ability to do something because most of us actually don't realize how much our mind is in control of us and it's really crazy because ultimately even when you sometimes feel like i want to do this most of us actually goes again like you know sometimes kind of you feel like oh like i want to go get an ice cream sometimes and sometimes you're like laying on the couch and like you're really really lazy and you wouldn't even feel inspired to do things that would actually give you pleasure so you kind of just realize like and in business it's even bigger it's huge you know especially when you want to get success you start realizing that how much of us uh, is is kind of uncomfortable in even earning like 5 to 10 grand a month like how much we are actually resisting our dreams like our own goals you know that is such a big and a huge deal to just just realize that like the goals that we have like most people that start out they're, they're not completely in sync with their goals like mm. even when they say they want like 5 to 10k a month like they don't know like how much of uh how much of themselves is kind of like against it and it's it's nuts so we literally until we actually have that freedom you know from that part we are not actually in control of ourselves so you know that's that's why it's such a critical and an important thing in life to to find a mantra that works for you yeah you you want to say something um no i just wanted to uh say that i'm struggling with this a lot like my mind is everywhere and yeah, yeah. that's that's why i like tried um guided meditation it's uh yeah it's working kind of uh but like yeah. uh, what like there's different mantras right so i yeah. just go to like youtube and uh, so like, yeah okay what, The thing about mantras is that is now this is going to be a little it's going to go more um mystical from this point <laughs> on this is like this is going to be it's going to be the mystical part of it um the thing about mantras is that not all mantras are equal right otherwise why would there be more than one mantra yeah true right right <laughs> so mantras are kind of like people they have their own personalities they have their own um like feelings and what they do so the the reason why there are different mantras there are actually as many mantras as many people there are on this planet so billions of them oh <laughs> and yeah i mean the reason why they exist is because you have to see you know where does mantra come from it comes from the source and the source the creation is infinite so because the source of creation is infinite there are infinite mantras the thing is you got to find out what mantra is right because the thing is what most people don't realize when they're jumping into a mantra it's almost like you're calling a person's name 
So whenever you say a particular mantra, then you're actually calling that person's name. And depending on what kind of person that is, he's going to be either strict or not strict with you. And he's going to be able to give you. So, you know, if you want money, you could like, go around your neighborhood and you could like call the richest guy that you know in your neighborhood. And uh, or or you could um, find the most generous, richest guy in the city and then um, call him out. And depending on who you call out, your results are going to be drastically different, massively different. So this is what most people don't realize about it. So if you just go on YouTube and find some mantra, most of the time it's not going to work for you because you're probably going to you know, end up, it's kind of like uh, you have to know the nature of the mantra. So um, you might call someone, but because of how you call them, you might end up offending them. You know what okay. I mean? Because yeah. some people are like super strict. Like that's why in spirituality, there's different paths, right? Like you would see some monks and they, they chant certain mantras because they are, because of the person that they're calling, he expects that level of, you know, strictness, that level of rigid, like discipline. And if you're not the discipline, if you're not that clean, if you're not that pure, he's not going to give you what you're asking for because you're not pleasing him because ultimately we're calling someone through this mantra. You're trying to please them because mm -hmm. it's kind of like, I mean, all that's kind of happening in the whole sphere of meditation is that we're sending our energy to someone else. You know, that's kind of what is happening. And, you know, you would see it in India. There's like this, this deity worship that they used to do and there's sacrifices. Essentially, the, the whole meaning of that is that ultimately, like what it boils down to is that you're sending your energy to someone else and then someone else is responding, you know, with you with, with with something back like something that you're asking for yeah and so ultimately the whole point i'm trying to make is that you have to find a mantra that will give you what you want and the only way to do that is by finding out what the mantra actually means and to do that you have to know the real meaning of that mantra which is the real the the craziest part and that's why people get a guru so like we have mentors in, in marketing is mentors and guru because yeah. ultimately like how do you know what's right for you until until you find someone who is an expert at the whole mantra so you need to in the beginning find a guru yeah. so he'll okay. give you the meaning he'll give you the meaning of that mantra then you'll know like what's the right way to approach it and then when you start saying it you'll start giving you the results so that's the process wow yeah. that's really interesting i didn't know anything about this so yeah that's why most people fail you know yeah so. <laughs> me <laughs> yeah yeah so that's really really crazy like so you you recommend finding a guru and he will tell you the mantra then that fits perfect to you right to yeah um, okay and, and where yeah. do you find a guru so, so, um, again, like now I'm going to go, this is a mystical question. So I'm going to answer you mystically. <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> it, it all, so, um, so the whole thing about spirituality and even weirdly marketing is that it all lies in the depth, right? Like for example, in marketing, like, you know, that if you try a bunch of things, you're not going to get a lot of success. The success lies in the depth of things. Like when you go, 
you know, when you try something continuously for many months and you start getting results. Yeah. And it's the, it's the same thing with spirituality is that, um, the, to answer your question, where do you find a, a guru that gives you a mantra? It depends on um, how far you have progressed spiritually as a soul. So now, again, this this all boils down to like, um, you know, how far your belief systems have progressed. Because most people, they believe what they're told, right? Like if I, if I tell you something mystical right now, you're going to say, well, that's probably not true. And, and the reason why you would say it is not because you've actually experienced that, but because of what you've heard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so there's very few people that actually experience things. So um, once you start understanding what the meaning of human life is, like what the depth is, and you start realizing that, well, you know, the first big question comes in when you start understanding that is, is this, Man, this whole thing is like right now, it's, it's going to become an entire meditation podcast. <laughs> like I'm just telling you because because when you ask me such questions, I have to go into such depth that... Uh, so is that okay? Is that, is, yeah, it's, it's, fine. it's fine. Okay, okay. So um, you have to understand that there's a big question that people have. Like there's, there's, there's atheists and there's people that are not atheists. And the big difference between them is the question as to what happens after death. Like that's a big big fat question like what happens after death and the thing is either you can find out the answer to that question yourself or you can believe someone else that's yeah. the only two ways so um and that's the big question because everybody in this world is really scared of death like that's the big thing you know like i don't know what's gonna happen so we cry to people like after death because we actually don't know what's happening because we're really scared of it everybody knows we're gonna die but nobody yeah. actually puts effort into finding out what's gonna happen because why? Because nobody else has figured it out. You know, that's what that's what we know. Like that's a general perception. But the general perception is um, actually not true because uh, because, like again, science hasn't figured it out yet. And most people believe that um, the proof of like I'm going to screw this quote up, like but it's such a, such a beautiful quote is that proof of um something I mean, when people like when something is not proven by science most people believe that's not it's not true yeah so uh the thing is everything like the thing about science is that it's about infinity and and everybody in science actually believes that it's not complete that we haven't actually discovered everything with science so um you know so you can't just say that because it's not proven with science that it's not true yeah you know yeah. and so uh, the, the point I'm trying to make is that, especially when it comes to um, what happens after death and questions like that, you have to answer these questions and find answers to yourself by yourself. And you have to actually experience it. Otherwise, the whole goal of human life, be, like it's incomplete. You know what I mean? Like you kind of don't know, like, why is all of this happening? And yeah. until you get your own answer, um, it's just it just kind of like it feels like, why are you living? You know, <laughs> what's the point of living? They like, why are you getting up? So, um, yeah, the mantra going back to that, the reason why I said all this is because you realize that you're not a soul. Like I, like I said, this is, I'm, I'm talking from a point of realization in which you, you start realizing that this is not the only life that you had. Like you've, you've been human that you've been dying and that you've been restarting your life again. And the mantra that you're given is actually based on 
what karmas that you've done in your previous lives. Like that's how an actual process, like the authentic Indian process of a guru giving you a mantra is that guru looks at what you've done in your previous lives. He's three to five lives. So you had millions and millions of lives. The soul is infinite. So he looks at the past three or five lives, what you've done and what would be the best mantra for you. And then he gives the right one for you. So the thing about this age though, is that there are not a lot of good gurus that you'll find. So, um, so it's, it's, um, it's recommended that you find a mantra that is number one, that does not consider any offenses. So this is the most important thing about choosing the right mantra is that you have to see how strict the, the, the deity behind or the, the, the person that you're talking to is you have to see it. And number, number two, uh, you have to see, you know, like this, this is so many little things in there because it's not like a, it's not a simple subject. Simple answer is find a guru and he'll <laughs> give you the mantra. The way to find a guru is, is, is the, uh, depending on how much spiritual qualification that you have in your life, you'll find the right guru. So that, that's how it naturally works because it's almost like when we die, we kind of leave our spiritual progress like incomplete. So, um, so in this life, whatever you've left incomplete, you kind of pick it back up from that point. So that is a simple answer, you know? Okay. So yeah. that's, that's how different people find different gurus, depending on where you are. So it's not a static answer. Um, yeah. Wow. Man, you're blowing, like, you're blowing me away. Uh, you have such deep knowledge of this. Um, I'm, I'm really impressed and that's this whole topic is like really new for me so it's like my mind blown blown away um i think one thing that i picked up um which uh ties back to marketing is having a strong reason why right so you're you're asking yourself why am i living what what is my purpose on this earth like yeah. And so um, that is something a lot of people are missing in, in the marketing space and that's why they fail, right? They yeah. don't have a reason why. And then the second thing is they don't believe that it's working for them. So um, yeah. how, how would you, like, what would you say to someone who doesn't believe in, in his ability to make like five, 10,000 a month? Uh, with affiliate marketing hmm. that's um that's a good question like where does the belief come from so um in the end you have to see that all desires begin with us right mm -hmm. ultimately we want something so something happens yeah if you, if you didn't want it it wouldn't happen <laughs> true <laughs> so um so we are the reason for our creation ultimately and Then the question is, is whatever you desire, is that reality or is that not reality? Right. That is that is where you come in. And until something becomes a reality, you need to have faith in it. Right. Until it becomes because right now when you're starting out, every time, in fact, you're starting out, you don't have success. Yeah. So but you're, but you're still doing something because you have faith in something. So ultimately, um, how do you get that belief? is by having faith in a process and how does that faith come like that's probably the most important question is is when you hang around like a bunch of people when you like follow 
a lot of different mentors and they'll probably suggest you a certain way, a certain method. Um, you'll see that something really clicks with you at one point. You'll see like, oh wow, like this works. And then you have faith in it. Mm -hmm. And at that point, if you trust that faith, that's what's gonna get you through the whole thing. And if at that point, if you say like, if you start having doubts about your faith, because it, you'll see like a hundred ideas, 20 of them probably you think that work and only one or two of them would really believe in it. So once you find something that you really believe in, definitely go all the way through it and definitely find a, someone who already has that belief system because ultimately this is a very beautiful thing um, is that if you don't have success and you're trying to create success, it's something that doesn't work because most people don't see that if you're not successful yourself, then how can you attract success? You know, because how can you attract something that you're not? So what you can do is follow a trail of success. So you can actually follow someone else's success and you can get success. So as long as you're following on a trail of someone else's success, you're bound to get success because they are successful. That makes sense. Yeah, that so makes you, sense. That's the only way to get it. You know, you don't recreate success. I mean, you know, you, you follow someone else's trail. Easiest way. Yeah. You get so paid. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like uh, you follow, like when you have a mentor and he's laying out the, the trail of success for you and you follow the his trail, that is how you like yeah. get success. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's really, really nice. Yeah. Like if you think of it this way, it all becomes like way, way easier and not like this. Oh, my God, if I don't believe in it, it won't happen. Right. Like yeah. this, this is something that I was struggling with a lot uh, recently also, like, because, uh, yeah, I, I know I, I'm following a, a proven, uh, system, but somehow, or sometimes like my, my, um, yeah, ape brain tells me that, uh, um, you're not good enough or something like this. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and why, the other why, thing that. Other thing that like is really important is that, you know, your daily action plan. See, ultimately, that's what it always boils down to, you know. So um, if you have a really strong daily action plan, like, you know, there's a bunch of things that you have to do in the next, you know, four or five hours that you work and you just get through those things and like not worry about like, what's going to happen. You're already pretty successful because most people don't realize is that see, for me, it took a long time to get success in marketing that was because i actually didn't love the process that i was doing mm -hmm. and the thing is if you just love what you do then your life becomes like you're ahead of like all the people because i'm telling you at one point you lose the motivation because you don't get the results that you want so people give up on things but if you like what you do then you don't care about that and then you end that you end that little duality of like success because ultimately it's kind of like people, the way systems work is that, you know, I work until I get success or until I see success. If I don't see success, I'm not going to work. You know, that's kind of how people work. But once you kind of cross that by thinking it doesn't matter if I get success or not, I just like what I do. Then you, you, you transcend all that. And once mm -hmm. you can transcend that just by liking what you do, then guess what happens? You get success, actually. <laughs> that's really crazy yeah like i i love the way how you 
explain it in so simple that like even someone before uh, I have no idea about meditation or mantra and you explained it so simply so in such a simple way uh, everyone can understand it I think it's um, this is um, a trait that all the the best copywriters and marketers have right so yeah uh, you're doing a, a great job and so yeah i mean i didn't even know we're going to talk about all this so this was like a big fat <laughs> surprise for me so but still nice still nice yeah like for me too it's uh, like i'm just going with the flow right so um yeah. uh i i like writing down uh questions to ask but if 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 you can go with the flow it's like yeah. such a smoother experience it is yeah so uh, um how did like where where did you transition to affiliate marketing? Why did you why did you actually choose affiliate marketing and, and not something else like copywriting, for example? Or... Well, because the thing is, uh, it's a very simple answer to that. Because clients suck. There's, there's no <laughs> bigger there's no bigger answer to this. Um, when you work with people, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're working for someone or if you're mentoring someone. Mm -hmm. um if you if if that's your business and that's a good business to be in if you want to really help people um and stuff like that but and i occasionally like to do that but for me if you have a choice between living a life in which you get to do whatever you want versus you have to be at a certain place at a certain time to help <laughs> someone yeah i mean what would you choose <laughs> that's an easy one <laughs> right i mean because there's a lot of great mentors already and there's a lot of great teachers and if i if, if i can just find the right people for that that guy they get success i get success i mean everybody wins so yeah. you know why not stick here it's a nice place to be in <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true yeah and you you get to you're you're able to travel around the world like which is yeah. a dream of a lot of people yeah, yeah. and um one thing I, I always love to ask, um, what like what is affiliate marketing to you? How would you describe it to someone who has no idea what affiliate marketing is or searing is for a first time? Well, um, so I was gonna write a whole post on this. Okay. But uh, so I'm gonna like try to condense that post and give you the best part of it. So I'm gonna write this post after, anyways. Um, <laughs> so affiliate marketing essentially for me is literally creating money out of thin air. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm gonna explain like when you, when when I say that like most people are like that's the biggest scam I've ever heard like creating money out of thin air. <laughs> so um, so let me give you an example which will make this statement a reality. Okay. So the most wonderful example that I came across was that there was a guy and he wanted to make a lot of money. So um, this is what he did. He sat down and he was like, how do I do that? And he got this like crazy idea. And his idea was like, um, he, was, he was kind of involved in the dental industry before. He was like, mm -hmm. you know, um, working for a dentist. And then he kind of started overhearing this conversation about the dentist that he was working for, he actually wanted to sell his business. And okay. he was trying to find a buyer for his business. And he was having a really hard time. So he was like, 
huh, what if I could just like find a group of people that wanted to buy this business uh, and then just because I recommend something like this, um, some people would buy it. So what he did was like he, he had this crazy flash, like uh, something flashed inside of it. He got this idea. So he sat down, he wrote uh, a little on a piece of paper. He, he made um, two separate messages. The first message is he sent out, both those messages went to a group of dentists. The first mm -hmm. message said, are you looking to buy a dental business? And the second message was, are you looking to sell a dental business? And then he got a bunch of responses from both the parties. And then he just connected the two and he got commissioned for recommending the buyers and the sellers. Ah. Wow. Created money literally out of thin air by mailing pieces of paper to a bunch of people. Oh, wow. That's a really, really cool story. I'm looking forward to reading your post about this as well. That's going to be yeah. a good one again. Yeah, I was kind of like not prepared. I couldn't tell the story as well because it's an awesome story because you actually realize like you could make this thing work out of thin air just yeah. by connecting to people. That's what you're doing as affiliate marketers. You're connecting people that want something and people that have something and you're getting a commission from that. It's literally creating money out of thin air. It's, yeah, it's, that's it's no true. Big, yeah. That's a great hook. <laughs> yeah, it's it a really good hook. is. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, we've been we've been talking about meditation and mantra, and I, I like something that ties into that. I think is a mindset. So um, when you when you recall from where when you started to now, what were like the top two, three mindset shifts that you had to go through. I know been, we've been talking about this a bit, but like just to condense it now um, again. Biggest, the big mind shift shift is that there's no, there's no success on the surface. There's always success in the depth. That's number one. That's, that's the biggest one because mm -hmm. most people, they like to try a lot of things, but, yeah. but the success is deep, like inside the ocean. That's where few people like to go. Because it's uncomfortable inside the ocean, but you can always swim laterally. You know, so yeah. a lot of people swim laterally. The success is inside their deep. And to get there um, requires consistency, which is the second mindset shift, mm -hmm. is that if you, you can't go all the way deep on day one. You have to go slowly. You have to, like, dig. You should shovel, like, you know, a little thing at a time. And every day you got to keep doing it. So that is where success lies and the third thing is important to follow the right plan so you can dig in a lot of different places but some places you'll find it's really easy to dig some places are really hard to dig so you got to find you got to find a mentor that that literally tell you like this is an easy place to dig so like start here so these three things get you success really fast you know mm -hmm. knowing that success lies in the depth success of a business is actually something that lies deep it's not something on the surface Second thing, um, you know, consistency you can only dig so much in one day and you got to keep digging <laughs> and success. Number three, find an easy place to dig in by seeing where success is, where people, mm -hmm. other people have found success. Yeah. That's three shifts. Wow. Yeah. Like I can, like the, um, uh, mentor, we need a mentor. We need the, the trail to success. Right. And, yeah. uh, I, I love that. 
uh, you were were saying um, going deep, right? Because um, if we look at all successful people, like the best of the best, they had one thing in common, like, right? They were like in, insatiable curious and they were going into depth and reading like everything they could about the topic. And that's how they get their yeah. best successes. Mm -hmm. That's like, I love, I mean, uh, yes, go the, ahead. The, the, yeah. One point was about, see, most people, why they don't go deep is because of vulnerability. Like they're not, you know, they don't like to, like most people don't like to expose themselves because whenever people start feeling uncomfortable, that's when people stop digging, you know, because every day, like you dig and you don't get success, people start feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. And the thing is, you have to find a way to get over that uncomfortability. And the only way is by having faith. And like that's kind of ties down to the original points that we made is that easier to like follow a trail of someone that has already gotten success. So that's how you kind of get rid of this uncomfortable part in, in which um, in which you start facing that and you really start exposing your real truth you know like what i what i mean by that is when when somebody fails like for the first time when they really have hope in something and it kind of gets squashed then everything that they have inside it kind of just it, it gets smashed yeah right yeah. and once something gets smashed it's difficult to put all the pieces together again it's, it's super difficult so again having a mentor and having that faith it really helps with that because every time you crash and you fall down, the most difficult thing that happens when you crash and fall down is that you don't know what to do next. That's really what screws you up. So that's what having a mentor does. It, it gives you this, this ability to pick yourself back up, especially when you fall down and get smashed. Yeah, that's a huge help, right? So when most yeah. people fail for the first time, they give up. And like this is this is a thing that uh is more like um more adults adults give up at the first like uh roadblock and if we if we look back to when we were uh, little children right you, you you when you rode your first by bi uh, the bike for the first time you're like i don't know how many times you fall down and you pick the bike up again and try again try again until it works mm -hmm. right that's mm -hmm. something yeah. that we I don't know if, if it's the society or like the people we're surrounded by that, uh, yeah, that, that we just stay in our comfort zone and don't want to fail. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It, it's crazy because, you know, like comfort zone, it's, it's made for us to be like, to survive, you know, that's what most people say. Like until you're in a comfort zone, you will survive. Like we know that. But at the same time, it actually stops us from getting success and become big, like, you know, becoming big, expanding our boundaries. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, it's like yeah. a dual cycle, you know. So you have to somehow find a way to get through. And yeah. again, going back to the main point, having somebody see, like, like you gave that wonderful example that the guy on a bike, like you learn to buy a bicycle, ride a bicycle. Um, and you can, you do that is because you see everybody else is doing it. And that yes. it's a common thing, you know, you see that and it is like, you know, this is going to happen, but with internet marketing, you somehow start doubting, like, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know what I'm doing is right. And the more questions, the more doubts you have easy for, you know, all the belief and the faith to get crushed. 
you don't have faith, you will stop digging. If you stop digging, you're gonna fail. So yeah, it's like the same cycle, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're back in the same cycle. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and and growth happens when you're outside of your comfort zone, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we've been talking about um, your daily activities that you have to do each day. Um, and I like you are doing Facebook organic now only, right? Yeah. So what mm. would be the the daily activities to push the to move the needle forward in your business? Well, in all businesses, it's the same. Mm -hmm. Essentially, you have to find out where people that are going to buy from you, where do they hang out? This is the only big question you have to figure out. And how are you going to, where do they hang out? And um, how are you going to get them? Mm -hmm. So once you figure it out, that's this is what the mentor will tell you. Ultimately, it's, it's, it's really simple. It's that simple. You just have to find mm -hmm. out where sales are going to come from. You know, it's kind of like being a spider, you know, like that's what it like. I'm not saying guerrilla market, but like what most people do, like branding versus direct response or attraction marketing, that the big difference is like when you're doing the normal, you know, branding marketing, it's kind of like being a lion, which every single day you have to like find a prey to get your food. When you are a direct response marketer, essentially, we're kind of like a spider. Like we just see like, Oh, there's like a light there and like every single light when someone turns it on there's a bunch of flies going to go there so you just put a web there right mm -hmm. so ultimately we don't have to like you know go on a hunting trail every single day we're gonna have flies stuck to it's a terrible example but it's a really good example you know like yeah uh, so we, we just know every single month is going to happen so once you find out the right place to put a trap every single month you're going to have food and you're not you're not going to have to like you know depend on anything so mm. yeah that's that's the that's what you do like this is the whole point of having the right daily agenda is to find finding the right place to put a put a trap so every single night the same thing happens mm. and that's how you just get yeah success wow yeah i love this example yeah right you you just have your giants web and the yeah. flies will come like and you attract them with your message right so it's yeah. your message attracting them the light and they they fly to uh, the flies go mm -hmm. into your web and yeah. then sorry you want to uh, no i mean uh, yeah the, the uh, it's the way i was actually trying to say it was that the light actually exists so the, so the people's desire actually exists already like so ah. um so the point i was trying to make is that the hungriness of the people that already exists like your message is literally um <laughs> it can be good it cannot be good but if you're really successful at finding the hungriest people like when you know like what like where the brightest light is in the room like where everybody already wants to go to and you mm -hmm. put like the ugliest trap there it's still gonna work yeah so That's the whole success boils down to where do these people hang out and that this is what we spend the most time figuring out and searching is like where is the best trap like and, and then once we find it then we're good so <laughs> okay yeah. all right so um i i want to talk about like um direct response marketer um i i know that most people are not familiar with this term so like could you first um explain what you okay. mean by by it well um, to put it really simply, um, 
direct response. Now people call it attraction marketing these days. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a way to get people to you. But the attraction part is a little confusing because it also could mean branding. The reason why branding and attraction marketing, these terms were kind of invented were because direct response means that you write an advertisement expecting that somebody's going to directly respond to it. So that's what it literally means. Branding mm. means that that thing is not going to happen. Not like you don't expect people to directly respond to this ad, like make a phone call or something. There's no action they have to take. So yeah. the marketing in which you got to take action is called direct response. Um, branding because even branding is kind of like attraction marketing, right? Like you just put something that's attractive and people get attracted towards it, but it doesn't mean response mm -hmm. So you know, so ultimately when you're trying to put money and get a certain amount of money back, that's when you can measure it. And when you can measure something, measure response, that is when you know something is making money or not making money. So that is direct response marketing. Okay. That's a really, really nice explanation. And so you want people to respond to your message. So could you like, we have a, a lot of beginners inside of this group too. So could you explain like in 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 basic basic way how to attract the people you want to attract in your messaging and get them to respond what what is your strategy how do you go at it well um there's a bunch of things but the most important thing is is what you're going to give them this mm -hmm. that's the most important thing and um by that um, I'm, I'm going to use a word, but that word is going to confuse a lot of people. So um, <laughs> I'm going to throw Go it ahead. out there. The, the word is offer. So you have yeah. to make a really good offer. And offer yeah. is really like the reason why it's confusing is because most people, when they hear the word offer, um, they immediately think about 50% off. This, yeah. this, this is the thing, like 50% off, 10% off, 90, 98% off, so, you know, and... Um, this, but offer doesn't mean that at all, actually. It actually means what people are getting in exchange for money. And mm -hmm. the business that we are in, um, the information business, the, the, the thing that we're giving is the most important uh, aspect. Of it. So once you find the hungriest person that really wants what you're selling, mm -hmm. if you offer them something that no one else is offering, that's number one and number two is really unique they're gonna love you for it so the whole message boils down to what you're giving people you know it's not about it, it is about the headline and the copy but they are very secondary you know the most important thing is what the person wants and the second imp most important thing is to figure out what kind of offer you what kind of offer you can give them that no one else in the world can give them like what is the the most unique thing that's going to make them go nuts that's the only thing you can give them and no one else can mm -hmm. so the more time you invest in this and the people the more successful you're going to be so could you give an example of one of like what you would add to an offer that's unique maybe of your past what you did okay well um to figure out what a good offer is you have to see that, for example, um, if you are selling, selling, for example, the last niche that I was in, I was selling uh, 
a product which helps people stop their dogs from barking, mm -hmm. right? And just within that product, you see that there are a lot of different kind of people interested in it. So the big, the two big section is there's people that buy that product that want their neighbor's dog to stop barking. And then there's people that want to train their dogs. There's like two different. So um, if you want to make a very special offer, targeting, say, dog owners, then you could add a lot of unique kind of bonuses. For example, you could say things like, how to use this device to mm -hmm. uh, make your stop a dog stop barking at night, for example, because a lot of people have that problem. Or you could add a little guide that says how to make sure how 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 to use this device, you know, how to make get results with this device within three days, or three steps that will uh, make sure that you can use this device really effectively. All right. All right. This is third time. It never happens. This, this is like, it's like every time it's like electricity goes away. I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's going to come back. So rare, but you know, it's, it's super rare, but it is. Yeah. It's okay. It happens. <laughs> so like we, we were um, at the offer for dog owners um, yeah. who want their do dogs yeah. to stop barking. Yeah. I'm still here. Yes. Hi. <laughs> okay so okay. um it's it's in the beginning you have to see who is the person that's most likely going to buy so it, when when you sell a particular product there is like a bunch of people that are going to buy the product and there are different market segments so in between those market segments you have to see who is the person that's going to be really, really nuts about your product. Like, where's the easiest sale going to come from? And once you figure that out, then you will see that that particular market segment has certain, um, like, unique desires. You know, like they have certain unique problems that the other segments of the market don't have. Yeah. For example, if you're selling something to college kids, they don't have a lot of money, but they have a lot of time. If you're selling something to people in the job, they don't, they, they don't have a lot of time, but they have a, a lot more money. That's so, so once you kind of understand who you're selling to, like who the most person is, so you can start customizing and start crafting the offer based on that. So for example, if you're selling something to a person who is in college, they kind of want a little bit of money quicker. If you're selling some, some uh, product to a guy that is in a job, then you want, he wants much more money and much less work. So, so you have to see their mindset and based on the mindset, you start adding things to an offer that would make them, their life really easy. Mm -hmm. So you add those certain particular things. So you have to understand your audience, exactly who your audience is to make that unique offer. You take, go like one step ahead. And, um, and so you can, so what you end up doing is that you figure out what would be the very best thing for this one person. And depending on that, you craft the offer. Depending on that, you craft what the price is going to be, you know, and all that stuff. So it really depends on the segment of the market. So, yeah, mm -hmm. that's how you start crafting the offer. It becomes okay. easy once you know what the problem is, you know. It, it, <laughs> yeah. So, like, okay, um, 
this is something that uh, like Steve Larson is talking about um, solving the follow-up problems for the customers they have when they bought the product. So it, it yeah. kind of goes in the same direction, right? Um, mm -hmm. Now I've lost my, my uh, what I wanted Train to ask you. Yeah. Um, damn it. Okay, happens. So um, what, like... So let's go back like 10 years in your life. And if you could give yourself, um, let's say, three tips, um, like your 10-year younger self, with the knowledge you have today, uh, what would be the three things be? And like, could you explain See, why? Okay, I'm going to give you a completely different answer than what probably everybody gives I wouldn't give any of those tips. I don't have any tips for my younger self. And the reason is because tips are useless without the experience behind them, mm -hmm. you know? So you, you experience hardships and then you, then you learn something. And because of those hardships, there's a level of emotional understanding, you know, that, that, goes, be, that, go be, that goes behind the realization. And yeah. because of that realization, you take action. So if you just if you just remove the experience and just give the essence of what you learned, you're not going to value it. And because you don't value it, you're not actually going to get the result. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in truth, I don't have any tips because I don't have those experiences. If I could give the experiences, that I would prefer because with the experiences, the tips would come. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love this. Go ahead. No, I mean, you can't give like, you have to give the full picture. You know, you cannot just give the sense of it. So that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. Like, because uh, I believe that um, we, we get taught like early in our lives that failures are bad. Right. So, for example, yeah. I, I uh, when I was in school, like when, when I, uh, answered some question the teacher was asking and it and was the wrong answer then all the other people were like what an idiot and like that's the moment when i stopped ever answering a question because i thought okay when i when i say something wrong again all the people are gonna oh my god he's so stupid and like that's what the, the thing about failures i want to just um talk about this um failures aren't bad right it's just the experience we have from like failing yeah yeah um, that is what gives like the insight you know until you fail there's no insight so it's like there's cause and effect and most people don't realize that there is a, such a wonderful side to this failing like for example i was listening to russell brunson one time and he was talking about you know when he started out his big journey with high ticket affiliate marketing not affiliate, yeah, high ticket marketing was that um, the reason why he got into that was because he had like five to 10 employees and he had to pay them every two weeks. And when I started out, I was like, wow, that's a big headache. You know, if you have an employee, like you you have so many responsibilities. Mm -hmm. But the, the same time, the responsibilities give you a deadline. You know, every single day you're thinking, how can I get this result? And they keep you focused. When you don't have employees, there's no reason to have focus. <laughs> yeah. so so you know although it's a headache like headaches actually give us direction you know so there is a good and bad to everything and you know yeah yeah true like 
Um, and, and it's all about finding the right direction for yourself and yeah. your life, right? Um, that's, that's why failure is needed. If you, if you don't ever fail, you won't find the direction, uh, in your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, mm -hmm. if you, if you like, just take a look at the society right now, I don't know, like 99% of the people, they don't want to fail at all. They just want to do what's comfortable and, and they yeah. ask for more money. It's like, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, like maybe you can tell uh, talk about your experience well with um uh oh shit I lost my train of thought again. One second. Um um so <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> no 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 it's okay. not awkward at all. Um Okay, anyway, just um I just wanted to uh talk about um a bit about copywriting as well, like um, okay. I like you, you've been uh, telling me like you've been reading a lot of books in copywriting, and that's like one thing we we have in common. Like this is what I did uh, for six months. I was just reading copywriting books because I thought like, copywriting is the best thing ever, and this is the way to to succeed. So, um, uh, so like, could you? Uh, explain what copywriting means to you and your experience with copywriting. How did you learn about this? And like, hmm. um, the easiest way is to explain it is to go all the way back to the thing that we talked about with, with the spider web, in which you're a spider with a web, mm -hmm. and you just have to figure out how does that work? How am I gonna get food every single day? without having to go out on a hunt, right? Yeah. That, and how do you, how, so what's the web look like? What is the best web that you can create so that all the things get attracted? That's essentially what copywriting is, is to know what a good web is like. So there's just a few things that go into it. And the number one thing is <laughs> just to continue with that uh, metaphor. Um, the, what kind of, web can you make so that the most flies get stuck to it right and that essentially becomes the headline mm -hmm. um then um then you have to just figure out exactly what would you need to say so that the person wants to buy from you you know because that's what we're trying to do so essentially that is the copy part so we get them interested we get them hooked then we're like how do you end up um going from that they have a certain desire to them saying i want this product that you to so that is copy you bridge that gap and once you find the things to fill it in that means you have your copy part down um yeah and then there's the offer which is essentially what they're going to get and what you're offering them so that's three big steps it's the headline taking them from place a where they are to place b them saying i want your thing and then you give them a good deal so that they're like okay i want this now mm -hmm. and then yeah that is that is what copywriting is essentially for yeah. okay so uh what would what do you like there's copywriting and there's content writing and a lot of people are like okay what what's the difference sales sales <laughs> yeah 
Because the thing is, um, if you can write a piece of content that makes people go crazy over what you're selling, then it's copy. Mm -hmm. So content is, is more of like, um, it's whatever, yeah. Building relationship <laughs> or something. <laughs> it's what it's, it's, it's whatever that doesn't get a sale. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. if you're getting, if you're getting sales, then it's copy. If you're not getting sales, then it's content. <laughs> it has its purpose. It has its purpose, but it's not to get a sale, you know? So. Because yes. um, essentially there, there's there's direct response. And I was a big hardcore follower of like, you need to get a sale today uh, because I, I come from that generation like, oh, you, you need to make money today and now. Um, but there's two ways to go about it. And the, the, um, the one way to go about it is get the sale today. The second way to go about it is to find people that are almost ready to buy and they'll be ready to buy in the next two or three months. And then you go after them and you build your marketing in such a fashion that those people know what you're selling, what you have, but they're not ready to purchase it yet. Put your marketing messages, those people, um, without being crazy pushy <laughs> at all, actually. Um, so that in three months, they're actually, whenever they decide that they want to buy it, they'll be like, yes, like this is the right person to buy things from. So that mm -hmm. that is like lead gen marketing, you know, that you properly position yourself in the right fashion, which is a bigger web like than just, you know, let's, let's go after the guy today. Let's eat whatever we can today. So, yeah. So you're, you're basically preparing them to buy later yeah. for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. But very specific, not, not something like you don't say like, well, I don't care if this person buys or not. It is, it, it's not my cause of concern. I just have to give, well, that's all good, but it's not going to get you a sale. So you have to be very specific about going after the market of people that are going to buy in the next two or three months. Maybe not today. Could be today. Happens today. A small portion of people are ready to buy today. So this is a, it's a misconception also. Like some people think, well, no one is going to buy from absolute. It happens. Like there's a small person, like 1% of market is ready to buy from you today. You're missing out on a big chunk. If you don't, if you don't position yourself in the right fashion um, so that that you can get maximum amount of sales. And the, the most wonderful thing I learned about this was from Dan Kennedy. She gave this uh, example as to um, when they were doing the kind of direct response marketing in which they were just uh, trying to get the sale on day one. Um, that's what the guy was doing. And he came in and he did this whole lead gen thing for uh, six months and he continued the whole marketing for process six months and they increase your sales by 18 X with the same prospects, yeah. same amount of money just by stretching their marketing. Yeah. So it really casts a big web and you know, 18 X is, is 18 X. So. That's powerful. Wow. Yeah. It's like what would you say is the, or, or how would you, um, I mix a bit of German inside of there. So how would you, um, how are you positioning yourself so people like get attracted to you and and then they want to buy from you and from no one else like how would you position okay. yourself so um when you're doing like a long-term marketing like this uh you have to see that ultimately what people are bonding with is your 
the emotions that you're going to make them feel today. So every piece of marketing, what you're doing is that you're trying to make people feel something. And because you make them feel something, it creates a bond. And um, the way you position yourself is that, I mean, positioning is done very deliberately. You know, it's very like, okay, how do I, what? So again, everything goes back to the prospect. Number one is to see who the prospect would want to buy from. What kind of ideal positioning would be from, you know, his eyes? So you go back there, like who would this, and different sections, segments of the market would buy from different people. Mm -hmm. So you have to see which segment you're going after. Even with the buyers, there's a big, you know, there's a big area of, of segments. You have to see who you're going after. And then you can make yourself very attractive with certain segment based on things that you can bond with, the experiences that you have, the goals that they have. For example, some people want freedom, you know, more than money. There's a section of market that wants that. So if all, in all of your messaging, you talk about how much free time you have, how little you work, instead of how much money you make, then those are the experiences that they are going to bond. And you have to be very consistent with this because you can't be like, you can't be like, you know, be like Gary V one day and say like work 24 hours and next day be like, no, freedom is everything. <laughs> it, it doesn't. So whatever you do, you have to, you have to select one guy to go after and then you build your whole positioning around that. So because in, in the end, people are going to be like, yeah, that's what I want. So, you, you know, you would see the things I mentioned in this interview about traveling and the freedom and me, you know, so all of these factors, they, they connect with some people. Some people really want this. Other people they just, you know, they have different aspirations. Maybe some people want to raise a family. That's not, that's not what people would come to me for probably, you know, I mean, if, if I wanted to go after that market, I would, I would have my girlfriend here or, you know, things like that. So again, the affinity makes a huge difference. So there's different five or six different things, which I probably won't go into right now, but yeah, that, that would create your positioning. One of them is affinity. Um, other thing is like, depending on what your goals are, like some people just want to make a hundred dollars. Some people want to make a thousand. So automatically, you know, who wants to make a thousand dollars? Probably a guy that's in a job wants to leave it. So, so you know what I mean? Like, so there's a lot of different angles you can start positioning yourself in. But the thing is, Whatever, whatever you select, you have to be consistent with it. You have to stick to it. And yeah, it has to get conveyed through every single message, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's very, very um, detailed. And I love this. And I've, I've noticed, uh, like, I noted down a lot during this interview already. So, like, you want them to feel a certain kind of emotion. They, they um, how do you say, they, like, connect with you and how do you do it like you you've been talking about hook the story and the offer right and so how do you like make them feel an emotion this i think that's a lot of people are struggling with this how do you actually write something that makes someone feel an emotion well first off you have to see what they want to feel that's mm -hmm. number one you have to know what they want to feel uh if you don't know what they want to feel, then you won't be able to make them feel anything. <laughs> it's, it's, for example, some people want to feel this idea of relaxation and that translates into freedom. Like why? Because if they're stuck in a job, if I'm going after a market 
of people that are stuck in a job, they're stressed out, they don't have enough time with their family. So what do they want? They want relaxation. And then you just see it. The easiest thing to do is when you have no idea how to make someone feel an emotion is to see what is already making them feel that emotion. And trust me, they're going on YouTube and searching for relaxation videos and stuff like that. They're already doing everything to feel that emotion. All you have to do is just tap in and see how you can use that in your own content. Like, how would you use that in a content? If you like, let's go through this example. Like, you go on YouTube, find out the relaxation thing they are watching and how do you uh add that to your content so um all you have to do is first of all identify that feeling so you identify that they want feeling of relaxation mm -hmm. and then you see it's 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 gonna be a guy sitting on a hammock laying around like that right like that's the ultimate feeling but you can't write about that because that's the feeling of laziness but you can talk about all the factors that got you in that hammock you know like you did some kind of marketing that only lets you work two hours a day mm -hmm. you use a certain formula that made you do this and then it gave you relaxation so your whole like everything you would say it would be like about how to work two hours a day and make a full-time living like everything you would say would be just about that and then there was a bunch of emotions that go into it like uh laziness and sloth and like How, how can you be afforded to lazy? Like what made you lazy? And then the thing is, all you do is you give people ideas that make, that make them conclude that this life is possible. And when that happens, when that aha moment happens, that's when that emotion starts coming out. When they get this new idea like, whoa, okay, this is the way to get laziness. This could actually work. And they're like, wow, okay. That makes sense? Yeah, now now I'm in, right? Right. So yeah, you 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 and you you you've uh, you've talked about the aha moment, right? So, and and that's what a lot of people do. They just try to like just teach them do this, and you will get that. And you're you're um, more about tapping into the emotion, make them feel, and giving them the aha moment themselves, so they are like why haven't i thought of this earlier yeah right mm -hmm. I, i i really love this approach and uh, i can see why you're such like why, why you're a good marketer um uh so like i want to talk about um since we're almost uh, 90 minutes in this life and i don't want to uh like keep you here for the next four hours because i i think we could talk about for the next four hours <laughs> yeah so, possibly <laughs> yeah so um like one or two last questions and so when you look into the future like 12 let's say 12 months um where do you want to be in 12 months what is your plan your vision hmm. it's a very very good question um there's like so there's this stuff happening in my life which could either go two ways um but both of them end up in this one plan where i work maybe a few hours a day two hours a day i get 15 20 000 on single every single month i know everything is set up all i have to do is a certain amount of tasks i complete them i mean Ultimately, I just want the ability to do my very best work every single day. 
and every task that is like a low ROI task, I would I can export it so I could give my best self and do the activities that produce the highest income um, and work just a few hours so I can spend more time doing more time enjoying the money that I make. Then, <laughs> you know, yeah. isn't that like there's something that people don't talk about? Like when you spend eight hours a day making money, then you don't have any time to enjoy the money that you make. What's the point of making money? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like it's no different than a nine to five job. Yeah, because you kind of like you spend a lot of time building like the best house in the world. Like you give like 40 years to it, and now you're not even staying there for more than half an hour a day. Like <laughs> what? Like why you want to spend 40 hours building the best house? So yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's like yeah, I think that's that's a dream that a lot of people have. Um, yes, it's like I have, I am speaking for myself and like a lot of the younger generation, they want to have this freedom that you're having right now. So uh, the last question I have for you is um, when people want to ch like see more of you, check you, check out more, uh, where can they find you? So my Facebook. That's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, just on my Facebook. Um, so probably I will I will link you up there yeah. in the description, and when people want to okay. find out more about you, then they can click on your yeah. profile. Yeah, that's very. So nice. yeah, I mean, ultimately, if, if somebody just want, if if you want help, all you gotta do is message me, and then you know figure out. Yeah, currently I'm. I mean, I'm not like. Uh, the thing I've seen, like usually with the Facebook organic marketing, is that whenever people come, like you know, whenever people message each other, it's always like people are waiting for a moment in which you get comfortable and they're gonna like drop an affiliate link. Like they don't care if you have a problem, they don't <laughs> care if you want a solution, you know, and they just drop an affiliate link because you're so desperate. So what yeah. I'm trying to say is, if you send me a message, it's not gonna happen. That link is not going to come for sure. Mostly because currently I'm shifting my company to Cyprus. So I literally cannot accept payments from you. So I'm not going to sell you anything. So currently it's just, I'm, I'm really about helping people. And if you really have questions then, yeah, definitely if, here to help. If you have questions, uh, you know who can help you. He's up there in the description. <laughs> okay. You can find him on Facebook. So um, I want to thank you so much. We've been on this for now one hour and 36 yeah, minutes. Yeah, we got here and you're like, it's going to be like a half an hour thing. I was like, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, thank you so much for having the time. Uh, we are like... 45 minutes over what we plan to be uh, but like I really enjoyed you uh, interviewing you and I learned a lot I took a lot of notes and I'm I'm 100% sure that I'm gonna listen to this interview again so thank you okay. again for for having the time and um, yeah then uh, I'd say we will end this live now so all uh, right all right man it was great talking to you I'll definitely catch you later all right all right. Thank you so right. much again. All right, Bye. Thank you for listening to the Affiliate Marketing Secrets podcast with your host, Pascal. If you love the Affiliate Marketing Secrets podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, 
rate and give a review. Until next time.